0: Today's episode is brought to you by Alliance Aviation. Whether your mission is flying in style to any of the circuits on this year's Formula One calendar or simply traveling for business, Alliance's team of aviation professionals is ready to get you from point A to point B. When you fly with Alliance as a charter customer, we deliver superior aircraft, fair pricing, and no long-term commitments. And right now, we have an ongoing promotion to save you 5% on all jet cards. Normally, a jet card can cost you $6,500 per flight. flight hour, but when you use promo code POINTS, you can save over $8,000 per check card. Use promo code POINTS and fly to the Formula One circuits in style at fly.flyalliance.us slash points. Back to the in the points podcast the fastest growing formula one podcast on the globe and the only formula one podcast growing at the speed of formula one i'm your host matt dothiel joined as always we have sam dr russell and stefano the techspert sedano guys it's been a little bit but we are back welcome back on you guys
1: thanks matt um i missed you guys so much you know and i missed f1 to be honest uh it's it's been a a weird year and Um, unfortunately we're, we can see kind of the end of it at this point, but with that being said, I really missed formula
2: one. I missed some racing and most importantly, I missed my buds. Um, so it's good to be back with you guys. Yeah, Sam. Yeah, Matt, really happy to see you guys again. It's been way too long without the two of you. Um, but I'm ready to fire up the old engine and get to talking about formula one again. Oh yeah, brother.
0: Um, yeah, little, uh, little hiatus from the end of the points boys. I think, um. I think the last time we spoke to our fans was the was the monza race preview hoping for a little bit of a shake up in the field ferrari's home grand prix uh the way it ended kind of left everyone with a little bit of a salty taste in their mouth um not the one that they would like to have and it was um you know we had to kind of really dig deep and, and and internalize the way it ended but to see a Formula One race end under a safety car. It, it took a lot out of us. And uh, you know, we apologize to our fans for taking a two-week hiatus. Um, but you know, we'd we'd say, like, you know, as much as we're apologizing to you, we think that both Russia and the FIA should be apologizing to to us. Um for A, you know, we don't get to see Soaky. Um, that's a reason we've been out for so long. And two and B, like, you know, I just don't like seeing races under end under a safety car. Sam, you know, what do you think? I mean, you don't like how you
1: don't like races ending under a safety car, right? No, it was um, so incredibly stupid to watch. And, you know, guys, we love Formula One. We're very passionate about it. Um, I think I speak for all of us when I say we work hard to promote the sport to our friends and try to push it and tell them how great it is. And and, and rightfully so. It's it's a, It's great to watch. It's great entertainment. But it's stuff like that watch having races end in a safety car that it's like it's tough to tell your friends to watch stuff like this, because if a random fan picks up F1 and watches their first race and it ends in a safety car, they're like, this is so stupid. Like, why am I watching this? So it's it's a disappointing moment as an F1 fan, because that. That type of stuff is not good for the sport and does not promote entertainment, which I think is is paramount to the sport growing.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you, Sam. Like finishing the races out on track is the best way to do it. If you can get even one lap of racing in, it's it's something that the, the race directors should always be pushing for. I, I couldn't agree more with you. Like, you know, it's it's the moments like those where you feel bad for the the Italian fans the supposed that went out there um and it just strengthens you know like it's just great to see other races where they work incredibly hard to get at least even one lap of racing and even if it's you know um the first race of the year or you know the the title deciding race of a year so it's always great to see them finish it on track and not under a safety car and I could agree more with you and um yeah so It really sucked how it ended, but, um, you know, I I mean, I personally think it's time for, like, a rule change. I was floating this out there with you guys, and, you know, I was thinking about it, like – when if you're under 10 laps just do a, a red flag restart it like do a standing stop restart i think like that would be what i would do like you're already bunching the field up you're already letting lapped cars unlap themselves it's taking so long it's like if it's under 10 laps just do a red flag restart neutralize the race start it all over it's basically neutralized anyway and like what the harm is it at least you get to see 10 laps or of racing from Start to finish. Everyone gets to put on new tires. Nobody has that whole game. Oh, he went in. We want track position, blah, blah, blah. Like, is it going to end under a safety car? If we pitted, we are on second. Like, just get rid
1: of all that crap and just red flag it. So, I wouldn't go go as far as red flagging it restarting, but I think NASCAR has it right when they changed the rule. I think it was about four or five years ago. um, They added an overtime where in a situation (sighs) like this, if there's a um, Uh, safety car that comes out. That won't work, Sam. Why, Why not? And and let me the, let me finish it for our listeners out there and you do and it's it's a two lap re, it's two lap restart off a safety car. Yeah, won't that for, work?
2: because Formula 1 bans refueling and then the, the teams only run the cars with a certain amount of fuel. I think the cars run out like literally the the cool down lap after the Grand Prix so that's unless, a fair point
0: that's yeah if okay, you're gonna run out of fuel that's, that's, fair. that's, that's a fair point that's a fair unless, point unless i like they, sam's idea like
2: tweak that rule
0: i think unless regardless this podcast and stefano give us your take i think this podcast agrees there needs to be something different we can't have this like thing going on yeah
1: sam counter to point to stefano's point why don't they just do away with the whole fuel rule because I mean, cars are going to, are going to want to carry as like least less amount of fuel as possible. So why it's, not just do away whole, with it? And if you run whole, out of fuel and you, you can
2: refuel during the race. And if you run out of fuel, you run out of fuel. They changed that rule a long time ago because you used to be able to refuel, but they ran the car. It's, it's the very difficult balancing app between like, do you ban refueling and then promote tire pit stops? Or do you, you know, allow refueling and then the cars run so light that you don't need to change tires at all. And that's happened in the past, uh, during the, the V10 era, I think 04 and 05 there were a lot of races run where cars didn't change tires at all. Um, so unless you want to like bring that back and have kind of like, a Uh, a shootout to see who can just you know conserve fuel the most but keep the pace then i guess i guess you could change that rule but well, whatever that's stupid but
1: the moral of the story stefano is that there are easy answers to this solution and there's no way that they should have races and ending
2: within a safety car that's just i think think it's nonsensical i think it should be a red flag and a standing start
0: yeah. I mean, I, I liked Sam's idea from NASCAR until,
2: Stephanie. you brought up a great point.
0: The fuel, I don't think we should go so far as to change the refueling. I think it was a safety thing. I think also, you know, I'd rather see the quick stops with just tire changes and let them run the fuel loads. Yeah, and those, I those think those that's exciting. Stops
2: were like, those refueling stops were long compared in, to what they in, are now.
0: In any case, like I just, I don't know. I, I guess red flag it and go 10 laps and if you need to like top off with a little bit of fuel like they're all in there in the pits like just do whatever you need to do like figure it out but like this whole also
2: part of this like this like hypocritical drive to be carbon neutral like you ban you ban ban fuel uh refueling in a pit stop but you cross the globe over and over and over and over again because these races are so like mismatched in the calendar where you'll have like a race in Europe, then a race in Asia, then a race back in America. And you just add, you add to your carbon footprint on the back end like that, but we can't have refueling for the actual cars themselves. It's really weird and really hypocritical and formula one really needs to get a handle on that too.
0: Yeah. Al Gore, I agree with you. Uh, we definitely need to get a handle on that. And I think that, um, I think, you know, Sebastian Vettel is pretty outspoken about that alongside with you, Al. And, um, you know, it's funny because he's probably going to be turning his attention next year after leaving Aston Martin for, you know, probably carbon footprint stuff and other green things. Um, As who he's knows, flying around in private jets. Flying but, around hey, in private hey, jets. Hey, you know what? He
1: rides a bike around the paddock sometimes, so he's carbon neutral. Yeah, Greta
0: Thunberg um, and him are going to be teaming up with Al Gore and Stefano over there on reducing their carbon footprint. But, you know, the interesting thing, though, the reason why I bring up Sebastian Vettel, he created so – he was like the first first domino to fall in this whole driver shifting mechanism in this entire like year right like we've been speculating for a long time I have to pat myself on the back I was the first to say Danny Ricardo is going to be out of an F1 seat the gap is closing Sam you're the first one to say he's probably going to end up at Haas that is very open right now I think we're all collectively swirling around like these driver moves and since we last spoke, there's been a lot of activity. Yuki Tsunoda confirmed at AlphaTauri. We've got Oscar Piastri finally confirmed at McLaren through the end of 2024. I think on grid, the only three open seats right now, Mick Schumacher has said he's done with Ferrari, so he has an opening at Haas. There's an opening at uh, Alpine um, because Fernando Alonso moved over to Aston Martin to fill Sebastian's Vettel seat, and sadly, our GOAT, so sad. Sam, what are you going to do? St. Nick Latifi confirmed will not be with Williams next year. Hard to see him going to any of these open seats after the performance he's had in a Williams, especially with Devree and with Albon really kind of stuffing him in the locker. But we have yeah. to take a moment of silence
2: for St. Nick. And the moment's passed.
1: Yeah, so look, uh, it's the worst news I've gotten in a long time. And uh but hold on. I'm not going to I'm not going to cry because he's gone. I'm just going to laugh because he was here and enjoy him for what he was. And Saint Nick was great to us. Um he had some great moments. I think he went purple in sector 1 of a qualifying lap um this year at one point. So we'll have that to kind of hang our hat on. He set and- the
0: fastest lap, Sam, in qualifying.
1: I thought I think it was just the first sector and he uh, ended up and he ended up finishing 18th um in the lap. But <laughs> um but what I will say is look, I think that Latifi needs to swallow his pride and hit up Jarno and maybe take the second seat on the Mercedes eSports team and just work your way back up. Um and see what you can do from there. But I'll, I'll be keep my eye on Saint Nick Latifi. I hope he gets a seat somewhere and he can race next year and um hey you never know we could see him back in f1 at some point
2: to yeah be shout with out you. to ernie he did all he could but uh, to yeah. no avail
0: it's too bad i mean it's funny though because uh yeah i i just i don't know what to say like i can't imagine a sport without the goat the goat tifi running around and barely holding down that that p20 like it's a like it's his, his job is on the line um
1: I hey, I am very excited to see who our our bud dog gets paired with next year. I think that's very exciting and um, will be very cool to watch. It could
0: very well be um, Albon. He might get rotated in, or it could be
1: Mick. I mean, it would well, be interesting. That would be a fun little duo there.
0: Stefano, you've been saying I said Mick could go to Williams in place of Latifi for a long time, and you poo pooed, and now. What do you think?
2: What do I you think? think? The seat, I think it's for Nick De I mean, who else would it go to? Why would you take Mick Schumacher when you have uh, a Mercedes uh, prospect in Nick De that already put DeVry in a. DeVry is going shoe to AlphaTauri.
0: Your- I'm pretty confident he's going to go to Alphatari, and, and and Pierre Gaz is going to end up at Alpine.
2: Hold on, hold on, hold there, on. There, I mean, Alphatari is locked up right now, so. Right now the, the logical move is and isn't
1: Al- DeVries in the Mercedes camp? I mean he is. Is, I, he's next I, I, don't, I don't are they ever gonna ever are they can. gonna let him go to a a Red Bull junior team? Who's I don't think say? so, Matt. I'd me. I'm I'm saying DeVries is not going to Yeah, There has been a lot of chatter room. over
0: the last two weeks of him and Helmut Marco having a lot
1: of conversations. I did see that they were out to lunch together, but I don't know. I just don't why would Mercedes let him Go to a Maybe red they don't have team. a choice. Mate. he's a reserve driver. Maybe, not like yeah, I don't know what his contract court. situation Why is, but you know, like
0: Albon left to go to Williams. I mean, I guess he was a reserve driver, right? Like, is Mercedes really going to be that hard nosed on him? But I mean, I guess he got Williams with an open. You seat. You might be <laughs>
1: mad. I'll, I'll put it this way: if they, if Williams doesn't offer DeVries the seat, then, then yeah, I, my guess would that would clear the way to, for him to go to Alpha.
0: <laughs> I will say Williams announcing Latifi going away next year clears that seat to be offered to devries which could be a big like one two punch like let's move him out let's move Devries in and like and make an announcement later on closer to singapore um i'll put it this way my thought is DeVries ends up at alpha Tari and gasly goes to alpine or DeVries just stays with williams to your point sam and that's going to be how the grid shakes out and then the question is who fills alpine and haas and you got Mick on the on the chopping block, and you got and Ricardo, right? So it's really hard for me to sit here and say that those four names—Gasly, uh, uh Mick, and Danny Ricardo—aren't going to play musical chairs with these. I
1: think I know what's going to happen, Matt. I'm You're pretty sure, sure right? I know what's going to happen. So I think that Mick Schumacher is going to Alpine. Okay, um, That's about Alcon wants in that Alpine, exactly, and that that was going to be my deciding factor. Esteban Ocon is now the face of Alpine and um, I think making him happy by get, giving him his buddy, who's not really a slouch. I mean, I I think we all know I'm not the biggest Mick Schumacher fan. I think he belongs in esports for some of his performances here, but he's he's a reputable driver at this point. So I think he's filling that Alpine seat. But in terms of Haas, I don't think it's going to be Daniel Ricciardo. I think, which is unfortunate because I know I called that months and months ago, but I don't think he wants a race for Haas for some strange reason. And I think that we are going to get left with Nico Hulkenberg in that seat. And I'm going to be very upset about it because I think Gunther is a moron. And I heard some quote like, oh, the fans will love pairing up uh, K-Mag and uh, Hulkenberg up. And it's like, who would be happy with that? Who would be excited to watch that?
2: I I certainly would be. On and off again, Formula One drivers. That's a terrible it's a joke.
1: It's an absolute joke. And F1, the FIA should step in and say, no, we don't want Hulkenberg in a seat. We need someone else who is someone fresher and someone slap Gunther and, and bring in, you know what we should do? Just get Haas out and bring in the Andrettis. We and said then we want Colton Herta and like Tom Cruise in the car. We said it once. <laughs> we'll say it
0: again. I don't understand how people are poo-pooing Andretti racing and they let these clowns at Haas, play de facto grab ass with each other on the back of the grid week to week it's preposterous it's insulting to america first we're seeing former.
1: we're seeing all these stories about all these like fresh names and like devries herda uh you know uh um, like all these names like up and coming f2 guys and then it's like who's Haas talking about nico hulkenberg what
0: are we doing not only that, like we're talking about the sport and we won't even give Colton Herter a super license Don't even and we'll get let Nico Hulkenberg come right back in. It's nutty. It's nutty, they guys. They should take
1: away Nico Hulkenberg's super license for being a giant stiff.
0: Yeah, they should. And they should, you know what? They should take Kevin Magnuson's too. You know what they should do? If Haas had any gumption, if they had absolutely any gumption whatsoever, they would bring on somebody from eSports. They would bring on Jarno. They would bring somebody like that into the fold and say, hey, you know what? This is just the spark plug that we needed to get things off the ground. Gene Haas, I could, I, I, For here's the, here's the problem that I have with Gene Haas. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and not making a change. He keeps relying on Gunther. What are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Haas hasn't improved. They have not improved. K-Mag coming in. K-Mag was an upgrade, but they had Mazespin. Like, K-Mag yeah, at least I, is
2: an upgrade. And, uh, us us three are an upgrade to Nikita Mazespin. I mean, Jarno, Jarno Otmir for the second seed
1: in Haas. That's, that's the call. That's what I would do if I was running Haas. I'd bring in Jarno and see what he's got.
2: I mean, on a serious note, there are some I am no, I'm serious. serious.
0: I'm, that is 100%. I think they should bring in Jarno Oppmeyer into this fold. Give him a seat at Haas and say, hey, good luck. They basically <laughs> did that with all these other guys.
1: Goat mirror, man.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh
1: How can you
0: deny that?
2: <laughs> no, you're not wrong.
0: What else is Gene Haas going to do? What, like, uh, he doesn't want to spend money on Danny Ricardo, clearly. What is he going to get? Hulkenberg for pennies on the dollar? <laughs> nobody's going nobody's to buy Haas merch because Nico Hulkenberg is driving seat number 1.5 alongside Magnuson, who's driving seat 1.5. At least Jarno puts asses in seats.
1: Episode 1 of, of In the Point Season 2 of the preview of Bahrain. Next year, I will burn my Haas shirt live on if Hulkenberg is in that second seat.
2: There's no chance Hulkenberg is in that second seat. I'm burning my Haas shirt if he is. Yeah, well, I think, I think your Haas shirt is safe. Nobody's taking a gamble on Nico Hulkenberg anytime soon. So who's going to fill that second seat at Haas, Stefano? Oh, God. I mean, ideally, I'd like to see probably like an F2 prospect, I mean, they missed the boat on Felipe Drugovic. He went to Aston Martin, but Teo Porcher, who is currently in second place in F2, might be within a shout of getting a drive in Formula One next season. We'll see. Yeah, yeah I, know. I think I think Jarno would be a lot more exciting. Yeah, I mean, he definitely has the esports following and and would be a good meme candidate, but...
0: It's just disheartening to see how difficult they're giving Andretti Racing a ride this. And like Haas is just like, nobody even wants to race for them. Mick, I'll put it this way Mick has taken rolled so much dice, he doesn't even care if he has a seat next year. He's like, I don't want to race with these clowns. They he are. Had, he could have easily renewed his contract. Yeah. I don't know. Hulkenberg, if he's on the grid next year, like, good fucking
2: luck. Good guys don't worry hulkenberg will not be on the grid his time came and went don't make There's promises been... you can't keep
0: there stefano just don't make promises
2: that you can't keep
0: guys uh, really quick side plug though esports is fucking electric it's one of the coolest things i've ever actually watched i thought watching online video games is like the lamest thing of all time uh until like the esports guys are absolutely incredible like Dude,
2: esports events are on the f1 app calendar now That's crazy. i know
0: they deserve to be they're that
2: good those guys three, are three coming rock stars. Up. Yeah. I mean, they put our f one twenty two skills to shame.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're phenomenal and they do the wheel. They do like that. Uh, like, ah, uh, guys, the wheel, ah, uh worst yeah, investment set, i've ever setups. made in my entire life it just sits on the ground in my in my office and collects dust all day long every day it's just it's what a joke the wheel was you need the I mean, whole rig they you need the whole that. rig yeah anyone who's listening to this that's thinking about the wheel and likes the game like if you're gonna do the wheel you gotta invest in the entire rig
2: like you just yeah, gotta do the whole
0: rig lay it back get the seat get the pedals like if you're gonna do it do it right like just make do it. The, right? Make
2: the two or three thousand dollar investment and get yeah. the whole setup.
0: Yeah, exactly. If you're gonna spend 500 dollars just spend 2000 dollars Like it's seriously, it's just just do it. But yeah, I mean, guys, Joe Granue, last person that we've heard, is locked up um at Alpha Romeo. So interesting next couple of weeks to see what's gonna happen. Um, turning our attention now though to Singapore, about time we got another like race week back. It's just been so long. I mean, with the summer break and then like Soky being pulled off the calendar, because Putin had a hair across his ass about Ukraine. Like, it's just about time we actually finally get racing back. Um, And as always, like, now we're going to turn Stefano. Like, this has been an awesome, awesome new segment for this podcast is the the Stefano Racetrack Preview. So, Singapore, haven't had it in a couple years. Like, 2019 was the last time we had Singapore. It's back on the calendar. Why don't you... You know, grace our fellow and strong listeners. I think we've got over 2,000 listeners now just on, you know, weekly podcasts alone, 10,000 all time. Stuff, I want you to grace our fans' ears with your track preview.
2: Yes, Matt, that was a fitting introduction to the segment. And what a fitting race that could potentially decide an equally fitting champion. We're back in the sovereign Asian city state for the first time since you said it, 2019. And the glitz and glamour may serve as quite the scene for championship celebrations for one Max Verstappen. Awaiting him and the other 19 drivers is a grueling street circuit covering just over 5 kilometers and containing 23 corners. All the drivers will have to cope with the highly technical aspect of the Marina Bay circuit, along with the intense heat that they no doubt have been preparing for. Max has won the last five races on the trot and looks to seal his title in emphatic fashion this weekend, whilst the chasing pack will hope to spoil his party, rather than just make up the numbers, as has been the case since France. So get yourselves a Hainese chicken rice, wash it down with a Singapore sling, and get ready for some fireworks on race day, because this is the Singapore Grand Prix.
0: Yeah, guys, I don't know what to say about this track. I remember watching a lot of the race highlights. First off, night night race. Good for us because it's 9 a.m. Sam, you're you're not the biggest night race guy. I think you were on record saying, like, meh, you prefer the day races. Meh. Uh, night race. But, like, remember, like, the track, I don't know if it was just, like, the way they had the camera. It looked, like, gross. It, like, looked like they were racing through, like, fog and, like, smog and just ugh. it was really weird like layout i
1: don't know i oh matt are you are you sitting down yeah it probably was smog and gross stuff and disgusting <laughs> because it's singapore
0: <laughs> yeah i mean like i don't know what you want me to say it wasn't the most like like ostensibly attractive and appealing to the eye like don't like uh, it's not my favorite track on calendar, to be quite frank. Um, and if I was going to be Jim about it too, I would certainly say it's probably like my least favorite race of the year so far. And not to mention, I'm a big Max Verstappen guy. I'd really hate to walk out of Singapore as the place that like ends effectively the drivers' championship. Like that would just seem totally unfitting way to end the season at the same time though, maybe you guys are sitting there saying what a fitting way to end this like trash season with ending the race in a trash race. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Singapore to be honest
2: in more ways I than one. I personally wanted. like it. I mean, the camera angles don't really do it justice. The, the track itself kind of shows what a street circuit should be uh, that and Azerbaijan, I think are the two uh, great street circuits on the I'm calendar. Big Baku guy. Yeah. Baku is a great, uh, a great track, um, Singapore kind of like Monaco is uh, a little bit limited by its geography. You know, it's not really like the biggest place to have a race, but they've made the most of it and it's definitely really challenging for the drivers. And there's been some dramatic races over the years. Uh, I can remember, uh, Sebastian Vettel ending Kimi Raikkonen's race, uh, trying to squeeze out Max Verstappen a few years ago. Uh in Singapore. Um, but to your point, it like the camera angles definitely aren't very good. It makes it look like they're kind of like in an indoor go-kart track. Yeah, so
0: that, that it's so dark. I think that's the thing. Like you go to the up, you see, Bahrain. you can see an aerial, you you see see an aerial shot
2: of it. You see an aerial shot of the of the track, and you're like, whoa, this looks sick. But then once you actually get to the track uh to like track side and see the cars racing you know it looks like really constrained looks like they're the nighttime- racing in like
0: a tunnel like it looks yeah, like they're yeah. racing on like in like in a box made out of black construction paper
2: yeah they got to figure something out for that because it's not doing the actual spectacle of singapore itself justice yeah i don't know like like did I- you see fernando alonso's instagram post today of the aerial view of the track how it like kind of like turns in on itself and makes like a diamond almost it yeah, looks, I can see it on – I, mean, I didn't him. see his post. I'm looking at the track map, and, like, it looks – like, like on
0: paper like and in doctored photos, this track looks sick. But, like, yeah. when you watch the race highlights from two or three years ago, it's just like – it's like they're racing in, like, a city that just had a rolling blackout. Like, you just don't even know where you are. Like, they, for all I know, it could be, like, on, like, a hangar ship in the middle of the ocean. It just – I don't know. It's meh, it's meh. I don't know. It's three DRS, DRS ones- zones, though. Sam, Sam DRS, also big, big DRS guy.
1: Yeah. So, looking at the track now, my my first two things I, I see is yeah, one that there's three DRS zones. That's really cool. And we can cut this out. It's inappropriate. But does it look like the track looks like a swastika?
2: <laughs> I mean, like it kind of does. <laughs> Oh, uh, let me take another look at this. Bizarre.
1: This is Bizarre really... stuff. So that, that's the first thing that kind of sticks out to me. Um, now that but you I'll say, say it. I'll say this. Um, I'm excited for a street circuit. I feel like we haven't got one in a while. Um, and I know I'm not a big night race guy, but I'm welcoming it now because um, we haven't got one in a while. And, uh, and yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, I hope we see something dramatic. And I trust Stefan when he says there's been some dramatic moments here recently. So I like it. I'm excited for it.
0: Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm excited for racing. I just, this, this one I could do without, like.
2: I'm kind of hoping that, you know, if max wins his championship, it's not going to be at this race. I hope it's at Japan the week after. I hope it's neither. I hope he has double. What does he need
1: to do? What's the, the situation need to be for him to think it as long as
2: he, as long as he wins on Sunday, he wins the title. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah I, think I thought, I think I thought, I thought like Chuck or. needs to finish like worse than seventh or something like that. No, no, I think no matter where Chuck finishes, if Max wins, he wins, basically. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> so he's going to win on Sunday. Yeah. Uh,
0: I don't know. This track doesn't really suit Red Bull very much.
2: Uh, I mean, we've said <laughs> that about a lot of tracks. I mean, and yeah, we really exactly. Have. Here's my question
0: for you guys. Like, Ferrari's obviously been, like, super – like they've been dunce mode this year I how good is like does that take away from Red Bull like if Mercedes had the Red Bull I mean if Mercedes had the Ferrari car does this title fight much better
2: I think or do you so think Red Bull they, still they dominates
0: they have, like wait, if like can't... if like if like Toto George Russell and Lewis Hamilton could just take the Ferrari car and that was the Mercedes car all year like is yeah, they, would, they would be they like,
1: would be dominating
0: the championship. I don't know about dominating. I think it would. I mean,
1: maybe not
2: dominating. They'd, They'd be Maybe winning. winning very comfortably. It would take it to the last race of the season. That's for yeah, sure. Would, I disagree.
0: You think they would be winning hands down?
1: No way. If you traded cars, so you gave Lewis and George Russell the Red Bull. And no, you gave Ferrari the Ferrari. Oh. Red Bull
0: keeps the Red Bull. Red Bull keeps their Red Bull and Mercedes gets the
1: Ferrari car. Be, I, think it's, be, I think it's way Red tighter. Bull, Red Bull would still have the lead, but it
2: would be close. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe yeah, last race. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, I mean they've, they've thrown away so many points due to like poor strategy and really poor calls. And you just don't see that coming from the Mercedes pit, uh, pit lane. Lewis would have like six wins right now.
0: Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, I
0: don't know. Uh, Did by the way, did we miss something? Did Monza? Did did Ferrari make another blunder? Didn't they do something stupid, or did I just imagine that? Or was that when they just they pitted under the virtual safety car and actually ended up not being the best thing for them? Like yeah, it was they like did. the right yeah, call, it was, make, it was but it hindsight
1: help. stuff. They didn't do yeah. anything really that bad.
0: They they did like honestly, if they didn't pit, Max would have pitted and probably would have been roll reversed
2: the other side.
1: Yeah, but. people were critical saying they shouldn't have pitted on that first that first safety.
2: But I yeah, but it. And, like during the race, even the commentators were like, "That was a really good call, Ferrari." Did yeah. A good yeah. Job. yeah, 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 yeah. See, yeah. yeah. we and we all said it in real time too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, we were right there, right on the cusp of everything.
0: Yeah. We're, we're, always we, we always get it right. I don't think we've ever gotten it wrong um, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, but yeah, no, I think I'm just doing the math right now. If max wins, doesn't take fastest lap, he has a basically, he would have to DNF every single race for the rest of the year. And Chuck would have to win every single race for the rest of the year and get fastest lap to win. So I think so long as Max gets fastest lap and the race win and Chuck finishes second, then he's okay. But I think technically speaking, if Chuck finishes second with the fastest lap, there's still a remote chance that Max doesn't win the drivers. If my math serves me correctly. So we're
1: just going to have to find out.
0: Yeah. I mean, guys, like that's
2: just more to say, like it's not over. It's not over yet, I suppose. Okay. Speaking of not being over, 2023 is another new Formula One season. Did you guys see the calendar?
0: Yeah, you.
1: Well, Twenty four races.
2: Twenty four six sprints. Yeah. yeah, which is ostensibly, ostensibly 30. thirty races. You know what? <laughs> like Let me there. just
1: say this. I just want to go on a quick rant. I can't stand all the Twitter talking heads who are complaining about how many sprints there are. Like, shut up! It's more on track racing. And I don't care what anyone says or how like, big of a hardo you want to act like you don't love the sprints. A sprint is more exciting than a practice. But way more than just your regular thick qualifying. Skulls. But I'm saying yeah. you get qualifying and you get a sprint. Yeah. So it's like it's not like it's one or the other. It's like you get both on sprint weekends. So it's like, Damn. Just, just, I, I can't stand it. It's like, so you're, you're, trying to, you're trying way too hard if you're saying there's too many sprints. Give me they're trying sprints. way too hard
2: to be purists is what they're doing. Yeah, it's like I, I would take 24 sprints. But uh, the one thing I will say about this increased calendar and these increased sprints is that F1 has to bend a little bit on the engine rules. Totally agree. Like there's what? 3 They're permitted three engines. Yeah, I totally
0: agree. This is re- that used to make sense when they had like 18 races on the calendar. Yeah. Now they're going to have now ostensibly have, 30.
2: Ostensibly,
1: you're correct. Yeah. Ostensibly, they should just add one more engine.
0: Yeah, like just like what's the difference? They all take the engine penalties and then it just becomes a game of when you're going to take the penalty.
1: Max, I I kind of like the engine penalty games.
0: It is kind of fun, but like Max took it in spawn, it didn't matter.
2: True, but next year, I think, are they getting rid of tire blankets next year? The lower temperature. Yeah, so that's going to be a little bit a little bit hairy on pit stops. I kind of think it's stupid to be
0: honest. I would have agreed with it if the way that the new tires this year were like warmed up on track, but like these guys are coming out of the pits sliding all over the place with the warm blankets. Like it's going to be disaster next year in my opinion. Yeah, if they-
2: If they pit for hards next year, they're going to be, it's good. They're going to spin out on their outlaps.
0: They're not even going to get a good start on hards. Like, you're going to do a formation lap and
2: get barely any temperature into the tires. Like, they're going to start on hard. It's
0: going to be a joke. Um, But, guys, let's uh, turn our attention race week previews. um, As always, only podcast to give the previews in advance of practice. It's been a while since we've done any racing on track. So, we're kind of coming in a little bit colder than normal. Um, We usually give the pole and top three podium finishes. Sam, well, let's kick it off with you. Who do you got this weekend? Pole and uh, podiums. On
1: poll, I have Max Verstappen. Um, I think we see a dominant qualifying from him this this week. I don't know why, just I don't know. I just, it, it was just his birthday or something like that, and I just yeah. feel like he's just unbeatable right now. So, I think he's going to end up on poll. Um, for the actual race, I've got Lewis Hamilton winning the race. Okay. I've got Max wow. Verstappen um, coming in second and then George Russell coming in third. Um, I think we see a great weekend from Mercedes. I think we see Ferrari just, you know, fade into the abyss like they have in the past two months. Um, and I think we see Lewis Hamilton get his first win of the year. Um, my reasoning is because I'm really just, don't want to see Max win. Um, and I'd love to see Lewis win a race. He's due. Um, I feel like this track might suit Mercedes, this, the, their, this car, this year's car, um, maybe better than it did in prior years. Um, so I think they take advantage of that. And I think we see Lewis Hamilton in his first win. I love that. I mean, the,
0: the Mercedes has been so up and down on tracks. It's so track specific. Like maybe this is a good track that suits them. Um, I don't know. Street circuits haven't been their friend this year with the porpoising. I know Baku was like a disaster for them. Miami, I think was a disaster for them. So I just know like those uneven surfaces have been have been tough, but maybe this is a good track that that actually they've fixed a lot of that. So,
1: Matt, can I kind of say I feel like the cars have gone like in opposite directions as the year has gone on. Like all the cars their strengths at the beginning become their weaknesses and vice versa. So I think that Mercedes actually might perform well.
0: Oh yeah. Like you're saying like reverse psychology. Type stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I think, what was it? Like Williams actually now has straight line speed and like, yeah. but now mm-hmm. like Red Bull actually has better cornering speed. Like
2: exactly. Yeah. So and, like um, now Ferrari has no pace whatsoever. Yeah. yeah exactly. stinks now,
0: yeah, yeah. Ferrari was yeah. really good at the beginning of the year and now they they're really, really slow. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, yeah, no, good prediction. I, I think we all like would love to see Sir Lewis Hamilton back on the top step um coming off of the the loss of the Queen. I think he's you know, um he's a big big queen guy and probably
2: wants to
1: support his country a with a win. I
2: don't think he went to her funeral though. So poor. Uh, poor other queens. Oh
1: yeah. that's a that's a huge allegation.
2: Yeah, that's a very big allegation. I meant more of he's Do you uh, have any proof of that? Uh, I saw some news floating around that he didn't. I'd have to double check my sources, but. Uh, yeah, we need two to confirm, Stefano. They don't have to be good ones, clearly, in this day and age, but we just
0: need two to confirm. Stefano, who do you got? You're the only one, too, that does uh, top three slots on pole, and then I think you do five slots. That's what I think it grows each week. By the end of the year, you'll be doing all 20 grid places.
2: Uh, For pole, I got Charles Leclerc. He seems to do really well in street circuits. And, you know, despite a lack of race pace, that Ferrari is still really good in qualifying. So uh, you kind of can't bet against Charles uh, taking pole. He's the king of Saturdays, but uh, uh, the pretender on Sundays, it seems. Um, second place, I've got, geez. This is right off the top of the dome here. I'm going to go Lewis Hamilton for a lot of the same reasons that Sam thinks he's going to win. I think he'll put in a strong qualifying performance and uh, rounding out the top three. I, you can't bet against max either. I mean, that well, you just thing. did. Yeah. You,
0: you literally do that in two slots on the grid, but <laughs> second row is kind of the same thing, but go
2: ahead. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you can't bet against max uh, finishing near the, the top of the grid on a Saturday. So uh, I think he'll wrap up uh, third place in qualifying. Uh, for the race. Oof. I'm gonna go with Lewis's teammate, George Russell, Ooh. taking the oh, prediction. Sunday. I'm I'm going I'm going Mr. Consistency, breaking his duck and winning a race on Sunday. And I think Lewis comes in second. And I think rounding out the podium, it's gonna be an all British affair, Lando Norris.
0: Oh, all right. I like that. I like a little Lando Norris action. <laughs> Um, on the uh, the top steps, anyway, what what happens to Max?
2: Max, I think I think finishes P four. Why did something something happen to him? Crash? <laughs> I just no, I just I don't think he crashes. There might be he might get stuck behind some traffic or a safety car might hinder his race or something like that. I usually like to make my predictions in an ideal situation where there's no crashes, no like tactical blunders or anything like that. Um, something it's has fun. to happen for Max to finish. Yeah, forward. I was
0: literally gonna say, like, I know I'm a huge Verstappen stan but there is literally zero chance in hell that Max finishes behind Lando Norris in that McLaren. Like, <laughs> you put Max in the McLaren, he's not finishing behind Lando Norris, like, he's just on another planet on racing. And yeah, I, I mean, he I, could. there's got to be could. something that happens, is the point. I don't hate the prediction, but like. Give us that he gets like that big piece of the floor stuck under his car at Silverstone.
2: No, I think it's – if it's anything, it's going to be a puncture early in the race, spoils everything. He has all right, to that's re- fine. So something okay. happens.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, a puncture or something like that Um, totally makes p- perfect sense. An all British affair. Oh, also, though, like something has to happen to Ferrari. Like oh. – nothing has to happen to ferrari besides
2: ferrari happening to ferrari
0: yeah i just don't see lando norris finishing ahead of both charles yeah and that all british podium would be so sick for the queen It would be sick for just kind of queen elizabeth the 17th kind of like you know she's smiling down from from heaven um so i guess i'll go my my prediction i like your both predictions a little bit of blend i was actually thinking george russell so i'll I'll pivot on the fly pretty quickly and go off the top of my dome um i think you're gonna see carlos Sainz take pole something about like him just having like a hair across his ass that Ferrari is pretty fast over one lap. Like maybe he just pips max. Maybe max doesn't have DRS or something that he like has something wrong with it or just doesn't like the balance. It's been a while since they've raced Singapore, a little different cars. So Ferrari had a pretty, pretty dominant um, race at Singapore a few years back, obviously until they got, you know, Scolded by the FIA. No one really knows what happens, but they went from like some pretty strong race pace to like zero pace for the rest of 2019. Um, you know, people don't forget. So I think you're gonna see like Carlos Signs on poll for the race. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. Like Max has been so good, so it was kind of like Chuck and George and Lewis. So like I kind of was circling George to get his first race win of the year. Like I thought maybe Mercedes is going to put it all together and maybe get some strategy calls and really win, you know, and probably take what they wanted to do at Zandvoort and do it here. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of up in the air, but I, I, I definitely think the top five is going to be somewhere in no particular order. Lewis, George, you know, Chuck, Max and Carlos, I think Carlos Sainz wins. I think you get his second race win of the year. I think he wow. comes back. He wins. I think. Um, I think Ferrari strings it all together, and they put Chuck on P two, and then I think Max P three. I think I just have a very funny feeling something's going to happen. Um, part of me also thinks somebody's going to get like really frustrated and like have a hair across their ass against Max, and like maybe challenge him. Like maybe you get Fernando Alonso. Like. Maybe he's trying to like pressure Max a little bit and they get kind of stuck in some traffic to your point, um, Stefano, and he just holds him up. Like he did it with Lewis last year um, at Sp- or two years ago at Spa and like so – or sorry, last year at Hungary. So maybe you just get like an old wily vet like Fernando just kind of making Max sweat on a street circuit, a little bit harder to overtake, kind of can hold somebody up. Um, I don't know. That's kind of why. I was so honest,
1: Matt. Noticeably absent from your top five was Checo No Form Perez. Any comments? Yeah, no there?
2: form. No form lately. Everybody like, around the Formula One world is acknowledging that he's got just poor form. Yeah.
0: Ever since Hungary, we were on top of that. I think Hungary was when and I'm uh, a Checo Perez stan. Yeah, I think Hungary was, uh, the first race. You guys were a little premature in calling that, but I remember you guys said it like Austria after he DNFed like no form. And, uh, we did a
1: whole segment. You just like, it was us.
0: pretty strong in France, got overtaken by signs at the end. And then I think you guys like, it's like. I was like, that's weird. And Mad man, kind just of cut your losses, dude. Calling it the right time is just as important as calling it at all. So um, but yeah, no, no form. He's not on the top man. five. I don't I don't see him performing top five. got probably one of the best cars on on the uh on the grid,
2: and I don't see him finishing top five, which is sad to say. speaking um, of uh Fernando Alonso, man, I was on the verge of calling him for a race win, but I think I've already used that shtick. Yeah episode. He's not winning. He's not, not winning, winning,
0: but uh, Sam St. Nick Latifi he scored points
1: this weekend. God, I hope so. Um, that's probably what I'm looking toward. Actually, probably not this weekend because I feel like Williams only shot is a track with some long straights because that's the only thing they're good at. So it's probably not going to come this weekend, but that's like the only thing that I'm really like that worried about the rest of the year is get yep. Latifi points.
0: Yeah, like maybe he gets a like redemption of Abu Dhabi from last year. His yeah, last race yeah, of yeah, yeah. his F1 career. Speaking he... of Abu
1: Dhabi, yeah, I saw I saw a funny uh tweet I shared with you guys that if Nick Latifi was never an F1, Lewis Hamilton would be an eight-time driver too Um and Michael Massey, we probably still wouldn't even know who he is. Um yeah, he'd probably still be the head race director. So yeah, we can um you know we can think St. Nicola TV for a lot of things, but uh, one of them is exposing, you know, who is the worst FIA official to ever live. And that's Michael Massey.
0: Yeah. And, you know, to round things out and call back to the beginning, just always great to see things finished out on track guys, final thoughts, um, heading into Singapore.
1: You know, let's just, uh, let's enjoy some racing while we can guys, we're going to, We're going to wish that we had more of these, uh, these Sundays in a a couple months. So let's supplement. them in. Yeah. Soak it up.
2: Yeah. To, to kind of follow up on that. There's only a few races left. We have to savor every single one, regardless if they're uh, meaningful or not. So uh, I'm looking forward to Sunday. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. We'll see if Max wins the driver's championship on Sunday. And if not, well, there's more races ahead.
0: Yeah, enjoy every last sip of that Singapore sling. That's it, guys. Fire it up. Fire it up. Fire it up, boys.